0: 90% of all scientists that have ever been alive are alive today. That's a lot of information, but don't panic. It's not an exact science.
1: Hey, Shannon, how are you?
0: I'm good. (laughs) Just trying to get through the rest of this year, you know, man?
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, it's a new year by the time this (gasps) airs.
0: Oh, it is. That's weird. We're talking to the future. If I hear another twenty twenty vision joke about this next year, I'm gonna explode though.
1: It's true. I don't know how many organizations have some thing about, you know, their their twenty twenty plan being crystal oh. clear, but oh I <laughs> know. <laughs> it's it's terrible.
0: I know. The first one I'm like, oh ha, ha. and then it's yeah. I'm not a big fan of even numbered years. Is there a word for that? Yeah. Surely there's a word for people that like odd numbers
1: probably Hmm. uh you know it's a leap year too so that messes up everything
0: oh no (laughs) i forgot about that just when i forget about it it comes back in Hmm.
1: though it means christmas and new year's next year on fridays
0: well see that stinks for everybody though because probably if it was on thursday you'd get you know the rest of the weekend off four day weekend and then right now or maybe even more i don't know Yeah. As opposed to this
1: week where a lot of people worked uh, until Uh, the afternoon on Christmas Eve, had Wednesday off and went back to work Thursday and Friday.
0: Oh, yeah. That's just terrible. I mean, I haven't been at work since, you know, December 16th, but whatever.
1: (laughs) Since last year.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I'm not going back for another week either. So (laughs) take that 2020. (laughs) I imagine you're working all the time, though.
1: Uh, pretty much, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I am too. I just don't actually have to be in my office, so that's nice.
1: It's the uh, the benefit of being self employed is you get to choose which sixty hours a week you
0: work. Ah, uh, uh, uh. um, you, no way, you only work sixty hours a week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. You get to choose which eighty hours a there week you, you work.
0: There you go. <laughs> that's how we do it. All right, great. No, it's been uh, it's been wonderful. I've been you know going to the movies and hanging out. And- I told myself that this was the week I was going to forget about work, like not check my email or anything, and I made it three days.
1: (laughs) So that's about normal for your email checking case. Oh,
0: man, I knew I was setting myself up. (laughs) No, it's normal for my email response. (laughs) (laughs) I know you people are there. I just don't care. (laughs) By you people, I don't mean our listeners. I mean John bugging me about something, but ouch Uh, yeah i know um so emails speaking of (laughs) yes i think i'm gonna have some resolutions about emails but they're not gonna be anything you like because it definitely doesn't involve checking it more
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah we, we realized that we didn't do a resolution show last year
0: everyone is probably excited about that
1: probably uh but we're back <laughs> that's <right>. with that
0: <laughs> i figured we should you know take some time to self-reflect since we didn't at all last year so we had a pretty big uh we had a pretty big shows last year though you know we did our solar system series and that was a lot of work but a lot of fun
1: yeah and i think that's one of the things that we learned is that we want to do more things like that I mean we always enjoy having guests on and, you know, on the surface, you might say, well, it's not quite as much work because you're just asking questions. Uh, but the logistics of getting guests on are always difficult because you're dealing <laughs> with majority academic guests. And we all know how crazy academic schedules can get.
0: Yeah. We're like herding cats.
1: And, you know, we're trying to to go between two teaching schedules of the guest and Shannon and then whatever crazy schedule I've got that week. Mm-hmm. Uh but I think we definitely want to do more interviews and, you know, this is a good, we always shout out to our Patreon people at the end of the show, but this is a good chance to really say thank you because you, you buy those microphones that we send. Uh, for a while, we just had a couple microphones and we would ship them around and say, okay, once you're done with it, can you <laughs> ship it to the next person for us? And we had to keep track of where several microphones were circulating around the country. Uh, uh. Yeah, Or coordinate handoffs at conferences. And now we've adopted the the model from our friends over at embedded.fm, which is here's a pretty okay microphone so you don't sound terrible on the show. And for coming on the show, your thank you is you get to keep it.
0: Yeah, that's much better than just expecting people to, you know, pay return postage for this microphone that they don't own. Right. (laughs) uh so thanks to our guests who have done that um does one of our microphones just live at jpl now i thought that was really funny we just kind of we literally passed down the hall at jpl i guess during our Uh, yes i
1: think it i think it is still at jpl somewhere
0: (laughs) i love it that's fantastic (laughs) um yeah so that that was fun we'll have plenty more interviews coming up in the next year um yeah as we get to meet more and more exciting people and we like to hear about their science, so that's fun. But also, we've got jobs to do too, John, in life and in work. So, what are your plans for this next year?
1: Well, that's a loaded question because, as you know, 2019 <laughs> was a year of normalcy for me. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> so true. <laughs>
1: you know, we we uh, I quit my full time job, started doing my company full time. Uh, we moved back across the country after only having lived in Colorado for two years. Uh, my wife changed jobs.
0: <laughs> Yay. It
1: it was, it was quite the year. Uh,
0: oh, man. Do you get like a punch card with U-Haul? <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> I wish we did, though.
0: Oh, man. I remember one year we lived in three different states in one year, and that next year's taxes were the worst.
1: Oh, well, as a uh, a fun tidbit that probably nobody cares about, but if I have showed up in a state to do work, a lot of states require me to file tax in that state. Oh, no. So all the universities that I travel to, a lot of times I get to file tax in those states. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> uh, so your retirement job is just going to be like a tax consultant, obviously. Right. <laughs> uh, 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 wow. That's impressive. Yeah.
1: Hmm. except uh you know texas texas doesn't have income tax
0: <sighs> i know that's why we lose all our teachers and everyone else to texas
1: yeah <laughs>
0: that is true mm-hmm. texas uh, but florida no so... oregon i think
1: yeah yeah i think so
0: maybe you should set up your corporation as a shell corporation and you know run it out of ireland or <laughs>
1: <laughs> right
0: <laughs> sorry that's uh that's that shouldn't be on the show go ahead <laughs>
1: But, you know, 2019 was a year of a lot of a lot of things changing for us. And so one of the things that's on my list for 2020 is just tie up loose ends.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. uh,
1: you know, David Allen would call it closing open loops. Oh, my goodness. Uh, there are just so many little things. And a lot of them, you know, I've been trying this over the past few months here as well. A lot of these things it takes five to 30 minutes to deal with but i've just got a big list of them and there's a lot of inertia that's keeping me from Mm -hmm. doing those
0: oh man yeah i remember the driver's license and the car tags and all that junk you don't think about when you move and you're like (laughs) oh, yeah that's a pain
1: yeah so we've got things like that uh things like you know, I need to call about uh, the video doorbell at the business that got hit by lightning <laughs> and get a replacement. Uh, it's going to take me 10 minutes on the phone and a credit card number to get a replacement.
0: Uh, But nobody wants to do it. Right. Yeah, that is true. Uh,
1: so uh, tying up loose ends, I sort of, when we moved, fell off the bandwagon of... I had been in a really rigorous getting things done practice mm-hmm. since probably... I think I started using OmniFocus in 2010 or 11 okay. uh, and really read the David Allen book through carefully then. Um, so, eight ish years. Uh, this year, with the move and everything, I know there's stale content in that system. I know I've been holding too much in my head. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I really want to go through, clean things out, and sort of get back on. The bandwagon of not having these loose ends because I tracked them in the first place. So Uh, speaking
0: of that, something that I didn't mock you about publicly was... Okay, until now. (laughs) Until now. You sent me a text and saying, I just can't deal with this. I finally broke down and you bought a paper planner. (laughs) Well,
1: Not not to plan your
0: paper, but a planner... That is analog, and I just want to know. And I just want to know how that's going to help you tie up loose ends and how amazing it is. That's all.
1: Well, so <laughs> so I said I'm going to do an experiment. This planner started; it was a uh, started in November and it went through the end of next year, uh-huh. or the end of this year now, the end of 2020. Um, <laughs> I said I'm going to devoutly use this for a couple weeks and see how it goes. And? And I missed almost every appointment because I didn't have a reminder on my watch.
0: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay.
1: So that experiment ended poorly.
0: <laughs> oh, and it's already over. <laughs> After
1: I missed, like, the third conference call I was supposed to be on, I said, nope, <laughs> no, and went back to using a digital calendar. And... Part of the tying up of loose ends there was I was very frustrated with having multiple calendars. You know, I had one associated with my Gmail account, one associated with my iCloud account, one from some old email I hardly ever use. And so I I did go ahead and merge those things together. So I have a personal calendar and a business obligations calendar.
0: Okay. Which is probably. That helped clean that up. Yeah. Yeah. It was just easier to walk in and buy a paper planner than to sit down and do that. That's those 10-minute loose ends that you <laughs> fight against.
1: <laughs> right. Well, and I thought, well, the paper might be kind of nice. It seems a little less cold than pulling out a an iPad or a phone in a meeting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, well, everybody pulls out the iPad or the phone in the meeting to coordinate the next one. And there were definitely, even in those two weeks a couple times where I wanted to say, you know, somebody would call me while I was on the road and say, well, can you do this on this day? I, said, I don't know. My planner's sitting on my desk at the shop right now. Let me call. You. And yeah, it just didn't didn't really work for me, unfortunately. Mm. So I, I have a nice planner if somebody wants it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, that's great. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, I'm surprised you lasted that long. <laughs>
1: you know, I mean, I dedicated it to yes, I'm going to try this for two weeks. Uh, but what I really learned is I can get. When I get into a state of flow, when I'm working on something, mm-hmm. the only thing that's going to break me out of that is an alarm going off on my phone or watch.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah. So if you're because if to- I get
1: out there and I'm really into something and I say, oh, I've got 10 minutes before this meeting starts, about 45 minutes later, I'll look up and go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we
0: you're going to have to set alarm anyway, you might as well just have it as a digital calendar reminder. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. All right. I just wondered how that went.
1: <laughs> yep. So that experiment's over, but I would say, yeah, that's, that's my first resolution for this year. And I feel like these resolutions compared to some of the ones I've had in past years are boring.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh Mm-hmm. Maybe that's, I don't know what else to say about them, but I really do want to go through and like. Take care of all those 10-minute tasks. Okay, we've got... Well, when you move, as you know, you end up with lots of... Why did we have 25 mugs from, you know, one restaurant? Or um, when I left Penn State, I had... I don't know if everybody, where they are, has a Dickie's barbecue. But when you go, you get this big yellow cup that you take with you. Mm-hmm. Um when I left Penn State, I left two stacks of those yellow cups in the lab that were at least four feet tall each. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome.
1: Uh, so, going through and saying, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna clean some of this out." We did some of that when we moved, but as as you experienced too, I know, mm-hmm. moving a lot of times is a throw it in a box as fast as you humanly can activity yeah
0: you just don't have yeah lots of people don't have the leisure of yeah especially when you're selling a house and buying a house and it's just a cluster Mm -hmm. yeah I right
1: so so going through and doing that you know cleaning up the digital calendars cleaning up some of the email i moved our business email to g suite which was a fantastic decision Mm, okay uh and just cleaning up, uh, I wrote a blog post several years ago about cleaning up the stuff that bugs you.
0: Oh, really? Uh, I should go look. It yeah, up. which
1: was, which was like, you know, well, I, I have this certain size bolt that I have to loosen and tighten, and I don't have the right size wrench for it, so I just use a big crescent wrench. Mm-hmm. But I have to do this many, many times during the course of a week. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. And it's like, okay, so I'm going to go to Tractor Supply and I'm going to buy the $13 cheapo wrench that fits that. Mm -hmm. And I don't need the open end. I just want the box end. So I put it in a saw and cut the open end off. And I said, well, it'd be kind of convenient if it was bent at an angle. So I heated it up with a torch and bent it. And for $13 and 10 minutes of time, I never, ever, ever had to think about that issue again.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's a good point.
1: Uh, so this year it's been some of that. I just bought a little, uh, kind of like the Intel NUC computers mm-hmm. that you have on the magnetometer, the little, very small computers that mount on the back of a monitor. Mm-hmm. Uh, just got a couple of those for the shop to do some dedicated workstation activities where, you know, Oh, well, I'm, I don't want to check that into inventory right now. Cause I have to go in the office and pull my laptop out of the dock and bring it out here and plug the scanner in. Or you just buy a $150, little computer monitor combo that sits at the receiving desk permanently with wow. a scanner on it.
0: Nice. That's nice.
1: So it, little process improvements like that. Gotcha. that. That's that's the first one. What, what's your first resolution?
0: Mine is also tying up loose ends. I have a perpetual student who is having a hard time finishing his master's. I've had him almost since I started, so it's been a while. Um, and I've graduated several other people, but um, yeah, I'm going to... Write his thesis and get him out the door. That's a joke, sort of. <laughs> so. are,
1: are we entering the uh, the territory of the university is going to stop counting credits?
0: Yes. Yeah, we're we're getting close to that. Yes, <laughs> correct. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like I know it's hard. I know I've written several theses. <laughs> it's very hard. And so that is um that's first on my list, especially work related stuff is. I don't have any other graduate students now, so I can focus completely on this students' problems. And, I mean, the problem is his story is pretty complicated, and it's probably a dissertation. I mean, part of it was my dissertation, and it still is super complicated, so it's hard to get through. Um, so I'm going to carve out a significant amount of dedicated time to finishing that story.
1: All right. Yeah. yeah.
0: Which is, is hard. I'm. It's hard to be, this would be interesting to talk to because it's like, you know, you think about your advisors and, it, you know, you always have students always complain about their advisors, right? And advisors definitely complain about their students. <laughs> and it's hard to, I think, for a lot of advisors and professors who are very well established to remember being a student, you know, and I'm not that far removed from it. But it's definitely something as much of a people person as I am. I think it's, it's been very hard for me to uh, manage expectations, both of like my own expectations of my students and convey my expectations of them to them.
1: I completely understand that. It's a really hard <laughs> thing, and I'm not good at it either.
0: Uh, yeah, like I am so not good at it that I decided to not take another grad student on until, you know, I get this one taken care of. And also, to, that goes along with this for this resolution, is to um, I've gotten several uh, documents from other people who say, hey, this is what I give to my students. Like this is sort of our like work contract, And so I'm going to make my own one of those because we have a funded project coming up, which I will need a graduate student for, um, fairly soon, you know, next, uh, next fall or, well, yes. So next fall. So if anybody's interested, (laughs) um, and so this is something that I want to move forward with just to be like, Hey, these are my expectations. If you can't deal with this, you know, maybe you need to work with somebody else. Which is crazy. That's a very interesting thing to me. Have you? Did you ever get a document like that from anyone?
1: I didn't, but I wish I would have. Really, right? Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, I'm a I'm a pretty self directed, self starting person, so yes. I was okay. Yes. And if you say, "Well, you need to work at least forty hours a week," it's like, "Well, I'm already going to be doing sixty anyway," so yeah. <laughs> we're fine. Yeah. But yeah, I I think providing that structure and it protects both sides too
0: yes correct because we've had a lot of um, with all the talk about mental health we've actually had a whole lot of seminars that are aimed at faculty like put on by the graduate college which unfortunately not a lot of people participate in but i found them really helpful to go to and then we've also had a lot of input from the students, we made a, um, our our school made a call, or made a graduate student sort of advisory committee, and they met, we brought in people to talk just to the graduate students, you know, about mental health and challenges associated with school and conflict resolution and stuff like this, and, um, you know, they came up with a thing that sort of a, overall, this is what we want from advisors, and so we're actually working that we have a subcommittee within the department that's working on making sort of one of these documents on the larger scale, because obviously not every, not every professor is going to do this or think as much or care as much about their grad students as they probably should. But as a school, we're going to sort of make this document up and I think it's a good move. Um, Grad, I mean, school's really stressful. Grad school's really stressful. I mean, people kill themselves over this stuff when, You know there's always people there to help and sometimes it doesn't it's stuff that you think matters and it doesn't and so this document I think will be really good I'm excited to put it together and I don't want to say get rid of this research because it's so complicated that there's definitely lots more to be done I've already have like five different locations in Nevada that I want to go out and look at so But but to close
1: chapter one of it, to at least have something done. Correct.
0: Exactly. So that's my my number one thing. I've actually been working on my paper planner and setting aside times (laughs) that I am specifically writing in for this stuff. Um, That's sort of one of my, like, not tying up loose ends, but sort of perfecting my workflow and productivity. I'm kind of a productivity junkie without implementing all this productivity strategies so right yeah yeah so i'm gonna block off that time and make that happen and hopefully i'm uh, just gonna skip ahead to my second one i'm gonna publish the paper on it too
1: <laughs> that would be great i know that publishing is something that has always made your your hair stand on i know because of the nerves
0: <laughs> exactly and i'm I think I'm finally over it, which luckily I'm not in a tenure track position. So I don't have the, um, stress that most people do, but you know, I'm on a paper. I was on two papers this last year and I actually, you know, wrote an article that got published, counts as a publication. Thank goodness. (laughs) So I've got that out. So now hopefully that train will keep, uh, Keep moving forward. And it's like, I just need to get, even though this, it's hard when you have such a complicated story that there's not an ending. You know, it's not wrapped up in this neat little bow. And so you still have to get it out there, though.
1: Oh, yeah. And I think a lot of reviewers understand that, that right. I mean, if it were something that you could wrap it up very nicely and put a, a tight bow on it and say, this is exactly how it is, it's going to be a nature or a science paper. Yeah yeah Uh, whereas if you're putting it out in not nature or science i think there's always going to be that aspect of here's our best interpretation and in five or ten years we're going to come back and re-examine this
0: exactly um i think a lot of our fun papers do that which maybe that's why they're so enjoyable to read (laughs)
1: Right, they they don't make the illusion of we have perfected this.
0: Right, exactly, and so many of them are just like cool little ancillary to you know major research projects. Hey, we found this thing too, like the anole lizards that were displaced by hurricane winds, which is crazy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Sorry, I just wanted to bring that back up because it's the best, the best movie in a scientific paper I've ever seen. <laughs>
1: The the leaf blower blowing lizards <laughs> off of wicker chairs.
0: Exactly. Catching them in the backdrop. Oh, that was good stuff. Anyway, what's next for you?
1: <laughs> well, so I, I had heard... I don't remember where I read or heard this about trying to have your goals distributed between the categories of healthy, wealthy, and wise.
0: Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm generally biased towards one category or the other most of the time
0: Uh, uh, yes and
1: most times probably learning
0: Uh
1: uh-huh yep Uh, but so for my my healthy you know some years i've tried the okay i'm gonna lose x pounds or i'm gonna go to the gym x times a week and sure those kind of work and they're very quantifiable Mm -hmm. but you know at the end of that year was i happier that i did those well probably not uh so So I'm going to make one that is not in any way, well, I guess you could quantify it, but it's not, I'm going to step on a scale and track how many pounds a week or how many times I went to the gym or how much weight I lifted, but it's just to get outdoors more.
0: Yeah. um, People might say, well, you left Colorado, but Northwest Arkansas is one of the most beautiful places in the country. And that pains me to say, but it's true. It's really yeah, I mean, there's nice. tons of
1: canoeing and kayaking. There's lots of hiking. There's rock climbing. There's bouldering. Oh,
0: it's, uh, it's a mountain biking mecca. I mean, a yeah. mecca for that and for rock climbing. So um, we used to camp, obviously, up there all the time when I was little. And I will meet you over there because it's amazing. So I'll, I'll add that to my list and I'll just get outdoors up your neck of the woods.
1: Well, and you know, there's some really cool geology. There's a road cut that I drive by all the time that has really tight, like maybe 20 foot period folds.
0: Ooh, nice. And I've always
1: wanted to like pull over and just like go hike around there and see, you know, what the heck's going on here.
0: (laughs) What else is out there? Yeah, that's super great. Uh,
1: Yeah. And uh, there's a lot to do here. Yeah. In Colorado, we had great things to do, but we never went and did them because I was doing two jobs, two full-time <laughs> jobs.
0: Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: uh, and now, you know, on the weekends, yeah, I'm still doing things a lot. And, yeah, you know, it's still a, a somewhat stressful time, but I'm really close. I can, I can drive to a kayak park that's funded by the city or mm-hmm. I can drive to a pretty nice hiking area in very little time.
0: Yeah, and you don't have to fight anybody to go do it. Um, I remember when we lived out there, and it's like we went skiing a ton, but it was a full weekend endeavor, and you just had to be okay with sitting in your car forever. And it's like that stunk.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah,
0: it was not fun at all. So. I,
1: I enjoy going on a hiking trail when I'm not in a long line of people on the hiking trail.
0: Right, yeah, exactly. And especially, yeah, you are really close. It's not that whole... Well, if you want to drive to the mountains, you got to drive at least 20 minutes with, you know, 20 more minutes of traffic. So now it's 40 minutes. And, yeah. Yeah, it makes it not fun. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So get outdoors, do more outdoorsy things. That will natively result in me being slightly healthier from nothing else, from the exercise, but also from the just mental separation.
0: Uh, That's super funny that you say you're not going to quantify it. And I sit here with my stack of field notes notebooks. That's at least eight notebooks high, one of which is called "Outside 365," <laughs> in which <laughs> I quantify my everyday outdoor endeavors. <laughs> so yeah, take that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I just don't want to. This is one of those things where I, you know, if I say so I'm going to go hiking four times a month or something. If you don't hit that at the end of the year, you're going to go, oh.
0: Right. Exactly. You know,
1: I want to get outdoors more. What does more mean? I don't know.
0: Mm -hmm. But at the end of the year. It really
1: depends on what happens this year.
0: Yeah. And at the end of the year, I bet you will be able to look back and say, you know what? I did go hiking eight times or, you know, I went hiking a bunch. It felt real great.
1: Yeah. Or it's at the end of the year, I go, yeah, we still didn't go hiking. Then I know something we, we need to somehow change this
0: right yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. oh no I'll drag you out yeah <laughs> no I it's not there. it's
1: not prime well I would say it's not prime hiking weather right now but it is. Uh, you know <laughs> it was it was short sleeves on Christmas day here
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah man that was fantastic um we didn't even come close to breaking a record which I thought we would have but yeah it was like 70 degrees and it is prime hiking season for this area because no ticks
1: no ticks and snakes are well we're mostly hibernating
0: yeah yeah that is true lots of leaves to cover up the rocks but i'll be up there next weekend. i want to see this road cut but
1: (laughs) ah perfect (laughs)
0: Uh, uh. if i'm not we will go
1: we'll take some readings we'll plot them up on a stereo net using python
0: Uh, oh never mind i'm busy next weekend (laughs) (laughs) um i'm busy reading books because that's also on my to-do list and yours.
1: <laughs> it is. And I think every time we've done a goals show, we've both had a reading list because we're <gasps> yeah. nerds.
0: Uh-huh. Um, I use the app Goodreads. I don't know if you use this. You may not. Um, I am obsessed. And when I think, like, what things can I not live without? Like, what digital things, right? And I would be devastated if Pinterest or Goodreads went away. Just devastated. Devastated. <laughs>
1: So I'm on Goodreads, but I I think I made the account and I haven't logged in again. I need to to play with it some.
0: Yeah. um, I love it. It's very useful. Uh, The reviews, there are lots of reviews that are really well written. written. We have some mutual friends who you should follow um, on there that do excellent reviews. But a couple of years ago, not that anyone remembers our last um, (laughs) resolution show, but I had made the resolution to read, I think, 30 books and... At least five of those to be nonfiction. So I hit the five nonfiction. And I actually think I read eight nonfiction, which is different for me. I never really used to read nonfiction. And so just over the last five years or so, I've been picking it up. I know that's all you read. So (laughs) I I did that, but I didn't make my 30 goal. And I was very disappointed in myself. And so this year, I set the goal of 24. I was like, two books a month. I can do that. And I just finished book number 28, so I was pretty proud of that. That's great. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just going to do 24 again, two books a month, because sometimes I don't read larger books just because I don't want to ruin my, ruin my reading challenge numbers. <laughs> but, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I figured this is okay. Like, I can do it. I did it this year. I blew it out of the water. I'm going to do it again. So... We'll see. One of my friends read like 59 books, which I don't even understand.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I set mine to 24 as well, just because two a month seemed doable. Mm -hmm. I would love to say, you know, like, I'm going to do one a week. man. Because some weeks I do. Yeah. But some weeks I don't.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Like, it takes a lot of... uh... You know, what's really disappointing in general is my time at field camp. I'm there... And it's like field camps all I have to do, and so I always think that I'm gonna read a ton of books at night, and I never do. I'm just too exhausted, and I don't get. <laughs> a... Yeah. Yeah. You like, wiped out. Exactly, and it's like I don't, I don't understand those people who say, well, I can't read, I work too hard, and it's like I'm never like that. Like I've always read, you know, I have to read before I go to bed. I just can't physically sleep really, unless I go to sleep with a large book hitting me in the face. <laughs> but man, field camps are. <laughs> I resorted to books on tape at night. That's how I was like, I can't even keep my eyes open. Like I just listen to twenty minutes of a book on tape and be done. So
1: Well and when I when we lived in Colorado, you know, you and I have had a discussion of like, well, does an audio book count? And we came down on the side of yes, yes. it does.
0: Yes, it does. As long uh, as it's unabridged.
1: Right. And when we lived in Colorado and I had a forty five minute commute each way every weekday. <sighs> it was Easy for me to knock out like (laughs) almost a book a week if I wanted,
0: yeah, exactly. And that was just in the car, that wasn't even what you read at home, yeah, yep. Uh,
1: now I have a six minute commute,
0: (laughs) you can't even get us queued up in that time.
1: (laughs) I I can't even get through my podcast list in that time. Ah. There are so many podcasts that I really enjoy listening to, and I feel really bad because you know, we know. No, the podcasters of Mm -hmm. many of these shows. Actually, probably all of them that are my favorites now. And I look at it and I say, I've got 12 shows backed up here.
0: (laughs) Can you listen while you work now? Do you have mundane enough tasks sometimes to be able to
1: do Mm, that? It depends.
0: Yeah, I can't do it. I have to be driving. Like It's real hard for me to it has to be the most mundane thing ever, which I rarely do during my work a day. And so, yeah.
1: Like soldering is probably one of the things that I can, okay. if I'm soldering up a bunch of cables, mm-hmm. but like right now I have my intern doing that.
0: Right. That That's what I was going to say. Yep. That's and
1: I, and I told him when I taught him how to solder, I said, you don't understand how hard this is for me to give up because this is like my zone out. <laughs> activity Uh, uh. that's still productive but it doesn't make sense for me to do it right now
0: oh gosh that is so funny because I had as you know I've complained on here a lot I had my biggest class I ever had you know this last year I've never taught 60 people um and then I also had another 35 person class on top of that and another 25 person class on top of that so that was the most I know those are low numbers for lots of people but they're pretty high numbers for me for one semester. And so I had a ton of finals to grade and my TAs were just like, we will help you let us grade, you know, the multiple choices. And it's like, I can't do it because I grade um, my finals are mostly short answer because I'm that professor. (laughs) And so it's like after 60, well, 120. So two pages of short answer, I need that multiple choice page. I (laughs) need it. (laughs) I don't want to turn that page and have it already graded. (laughs) No, I have to grade it because then I zoom through them and I feel like I'm getting something done, you know. Um, And they just didn't get it. They bugged me every day. They're like, just let me do it. I'm like, I can't. I need it. (laughs) So, yeah, that's my soldering. Multiple choice questions.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, there, there are more and more things like that now that we've been very fortunate. You know, the business is doing... Pretty well in terms of volume of work coming in, uh, but that also means I'm having to delegate, or I will miss deadlines, that's, and that is a, an uncomfortable thing.
0: Yeah, that's weird.
1: Because <laughs> uh, it's you know something comes in, you're like, well, I could do that design in forty five minutes, yeah, like, but I shouldn't.
0: Uh huh. Oh man, that's rough.
1: <laughs> it, it it might you know I might give this to the intern and it might take two hours. But that's fine because it's still going to be done. And I should spend that 45 minutes doing something that only I can do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's hard to let go of, though. I'm not good at that. I don't think I would be good at that.
1: <laughs> it's it's not easy. Uh, and I'm still struggling to provide, you know, you said like a contract with your students. I'm struggling to provide adequate instructions Mm-hmm. On how to do things, because I would never dream of doing it you know not the way I've always done it, uh but actually writing those instructions down without having a fifty page document of <laughs> you know step one, breathe in, step two, strip the wire, step three, breathe out, yeah <laughs> which nobody needs uh-huh. uh, you know t- trying to pull out the crucial pieces of what does it take to write. A good description of how to do this job and trying to archive that knowledge i'm using a wiki system
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, that we're hosting on a server internally and trying to say okay you know to assemble this product here's photos and the 20 steps it takes to do it and ideally anybody could walk in pull up that page and do it right but it's been hard to distill things into the right number of steps, and it's been hard to let go of some of those things because they were the things that I liked to do when my brain was totally burnt out at mm-hmm. 5.30 Friday afternoon.
0: And you still needed to work. Yeah, exactly. I know this is hard for you too and tangentially related, but also it's a little bit about letting it go is that, I, you know, we've talked about this several times off of the podcast before, is about giving somebody a job and letting them do it their way. That's real hard. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and it's like, parenting has made me better at that. <laughs> but, man, it's hard. If just want to be like, just, just just, give it to me, I can do it. <laughs> but it's like, no, your time needs to be elsewhere.
1: <laughs> well, and especially with things, uh, you know, it's like, well, I wouldn't have done it that way, but the way that you did it is no better or worse. Exactly. It's, it's just, just different.
0: Not, it's just not the way you would have done it. Yeah. That's rough. Hard yeah. to do.
1: And I think as, you know, try to grow the team more, that's gonna get harder.
0: Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> uh-huh. That is
1: But We'll see how that goes. That'll be definitely in my next year check in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's that's really interesting. Yeah. I think about that a lot, you know, in terms of the students, but also, you know, when you wrote your when you wrote your resolutions here saying that it's like, it's hard to give over the reins. I have stifling control issues. <laughs> right.
1: oh, and then I think about, you know, my advisors in grad school and like, I don't know how many times that if they had been Frank, they would have gone. <laughs> I would never have done it like that. Come on.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. But
1: I did it my way. We got to a satisfactory result for everybody. And at the end of the day,
0: it was all okay. Yeah, exactly. See, I'm terrified of flying. And this is why it has nothing to do with crashing or all the normal things that people are afraid of. It's because I'm not flying the plane. (laughs) That's why. That's the reason. Is that I am not the one that's driving the bus and I can't handle it. (laughs) 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 Which is hilarious, but it's 100% true. So, yeah, it's it's hard with this thing um i've definitely struggled with that with past grad students of like you know them doing this thing and it's like and it is it's just like kids like just give me the thing and let me do it but that's not how that's not how you learn <laughs> so you just have to bite your tongue till it's bleeding and broken in half and then move on
1: well and you know it doesn't do you any good to make the same plot 20 times yeah that's as true. to have teach 20 people how to do it
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's absolutely and true
1: you know, one piece of advice that I got from someone in grad school, and I, I will leave them nameless in case they don't want this attributed to them. Uh, and I will also edit it for explicatives. <laughs> um, but, you know, I was really quite stressed out at one point about something. And, you know, oh, I don't know how to get, I'm going to get all this done. And this isn't working right. And they, they said, whoa, 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 I said, calm down. At the end of the day, they're just rocks. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, exactly. Like,
1: it's yep. it's okay. Nothing in the world is going to radically change. Yep. If this does not happen by the end of this week.
0: Yep. That's exactly right. That's kind of what I was getting at earlier with the whole mental health thing. It's like it seems like it's the hugest deal on earth, but is it really? Is it really that you didn't get your introduction finished into your advisor? You know a week late did anything happen no no yeah
1: not to say you should just infinitely procrastinate
0: absolutely but But also yeah stuff happens man which procrastination leads me to my next one for sure
1: (laughs) (laughs) related back to what we talked about in the beginning
0: (laughs) man and i was just talking to my best friend on the phone tonight about this too. We're actually having a conference call after we get done, so I'm going to look for your input because I know you're a zero inbox person, but you do some stuff that I just don't think my controlled nature will let me do. So, I want to zero my yeah. inboxes. I want to get to I want to be one of those people that at the end of the day, I can see the entire picture behind my Gmail <laughs> or my Outlook and be like, "Okay, either it's in the queue to be done or or it's done or i've deleted it and that's it because i feel like this last year you know having the kids and well having this crazy two-year-old um and also i i eschew email i don't like it at all i don't like the fake urgency that it creates so i you know rebel against it to a sometimes detrimental degree we'll say that <laughs> um, and so i missed some stuff on email a few times that you know it's normally not stuff i would drop the ball on so i think i've got my system but i still have to address the you know thousand unread emails that are there
1: it is time to declare bankruptcy <laughs> Ooh. You you click the little check mark in the nah. upper left hand corner that selects all and you click the archive button
0: I can't I can't do it <laughs> That's that's what I can't do So you don't have lots of folders at all right you don't have any folders How, how does this work? I,
1: I have no folders because search oh. is powerful and it wastes time putting things in folders
0: What if you forget what you're looking for?
1: <laughs> then how are you gonna find it anyway?
0: Oh.
1: With search and Gmail, you know, I can say, you know, from colon doolin contains colon uh JPL mm-hmm. and find every email from you that has the word JPL in it in about a second.
0: That whole scenario made us sound like big nerds. <laughs> Number one, that you can control Gmail like that. <laughs> Number two, that there might be multiple messages. <laughs> between us that contain jpl <laughs> which i'm sure there uh, are <laughs>
1: I, I was gonna say i can i can run that experiment but oh, i'm pretty no. sure there are gonna be a lot
0: <laughs> oh yeah see and then if this is i tried to do like all the i think i might i think my folder system might be slightly unruly but i definitely know there are things that i can't just archive and they're for sure i get really bogged down with, like, the tiny requests from people. Whereas, like, I should probably just address it immediately. And I don't, because I'm afraid that will steal all my time, you know? And so, right. I mean, stuff like, you know, I just wrote 10 recommendation letters on the last day at work. Like, I had written some of them, and then I had to, like, you know, put them on our digital letterhead and all this jazz, which is a whole nother thing that we can talk about. <laughs> but... Um, and so that kind of stuff that like I just don't want it staring me at the face in the inbox, but it needs to be in a like a, you know, this needs to get done this week flag and then something like that. So
1: you're talking about that's why you can't archive all the ones that you have now?
0: Correct. Yes.
1: Okay, well I would say that you should pick a threshold of like I'm gonna go through things for the last two weeks.
0: Two weeks.
1: And then I'm going to archive everything after that.
0: Hold on. I've got to have a panic attack real quick. Then we'll do this.
1: Uh. Because, I mean, you can give me your password and I can log in into it for you. Oh, God. Oh, (laughs) God.
0: Definitely hyperventilating now.
1: (laughs) So here's the thing if it's more than two weeks old, either it's no longer relevant. And if it is still relevant in some way, one, the requirements might've changed or two, if it's still relevant and it doesn't get taken care of, they're going to email you again about it.
0: You're right. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to try that for, oh goodness. Okay.
1: And And (laughs) when I started doing zero inbox, that's what I did. And (gasps) yeah, sure enough, like.
0: Are you serious? There were a
1: couple things that somebody. I just clicked. I said today I'm going to do zero inbox. Every I dealt with everything from that week, and then I archived everything else. And yeah, there were a couple things that somebody said. Oh, hey, did you? Are you going to get this to me? Oh, yes, I will. And I dealt with it. And then I. You have to declare bankruptcy at some point because anything older than about ten days is stale.
0: Okay. Yeah, you're right. That's rough. I just. Oh goodness. I'm still kind of twitching a little, but you're probably. So I did this with my Gmail because I've had my Gmail account since 2006. Like I was a beta tester or whatever for Gmail whenever it came out. 2003. I don't remember right. where it was. Yeah, it wasn't 2006. Sorry. It's like 2002 or something. So I've had my Gmail account quite a bit of the time. <laughs> and I look at it right now, and there are 1,400 unread emails. <laughs> Most of those are just this dumb jobless serve. But. It's not dumb. It's actually quite good. But I keep it so I can forward it on to students. Um, And that's what I did for my Gmail. When I I don't keep my work, I keep my, you know, work and personal emails apart. Um, I don't like the forwarding them together thing. And I archived them. I did this last year and got to a zero inbox. And it felt great. And you're exactly right. I wasn't missing anything. Half the crap I archived was probably just, you know, your blockbuster is overdue or something (laughs) so
1: well that that's a really old email if you're archiving that one hey Uh,
0: (laughs) i definitely had blockbuster emails on here
1: (laughs) and and then you know your the archive is not where stuff goes to die it's it's a reference folder that you can search quickly
0: see and that is something that i guess i didn't understand but that yeah is I mean I don't absolutely true I, I
1: would never dream of trying to file stuff into folders by person or by topic or you know why would I do that when I can just search by all of those things at once
0: yeah yeah that is true oh. okay yep, that seems like a good
1: call like I said go go through and deal with the last two weeks of stuff and then give me your password and, <laughs> 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 okay. Okay. and let me go ahead and take care of it oh. gosh this is great
0: oh man i'll die i'll just die but you're probably absolutely right if somebody sent me a paper five months ago to read i'm probably not going to get around to it
1: well either you're not going to get around to it or they'll email you again if it's important or they've already changed it a bunch and they'll email you the updated version anyway
0: right and if it's an old paper and they'll say hey have you read this i can just search my archive and find it and then read it then exactly Okay, okay. All right, we'll discuss this here in a minute. <laughs> you
1: know, it's interesting that you also said you mentioned you mentioned uh, separating work and personal. So I've always had them as separate accounts, but in one big inbox. Mm-hmm. And when I did the switch to my business email on G Suite, I purposely now have two email apps on my phone. So I have one email app that has my personal emails in it and the podcast, and then I have another email app that just has work. Uh And same on my laptop. So during the day, I open the work one. I don't open the other one.
0: Okay. And then at
1: night, I open the personal one and deal with it. And before bed, I generally look at both. But I don't want, you know, my personal one has all kinds of stuff of, you know, there's a sale on some website or somebody saying, hey, you know, let's go do this this weekend or whatever's in there. I don't need to see that during the workday, mm-hmm. and at night when we're sitting here eating dinner, I don't want to keep seeing notifications of customers emailing me about things until I want to deal with that later that night or first thing in the morning.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's not saying I don't want to deal with customers. Like correct. you know, I've got, I've told several customers that if you have a, a very dire situation. Or something that, you know, you're down and you need help. You've got my cell phone number. Don't be afraid to use it.
0: Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm.
1: But email is not my primary form of contact. I will check it four times a day. I mean, that's every two hours.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, I don't have any email notification. I draw the line there. I don't really... Yeah,
1: I... Oh, I used to have them all turned my off, and now I've got some on.
0: I was going to say, I don't run my own business, though, so so it's a little bit different.
1: <laughs> I do like, you know, in Gmail, it's got the ones that it flags as important.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. And so
1: those give me notifications, and the other ones don't.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't know you could do that. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
1: but anyway, so thank you for joining us on uh, the email hour. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure we've done entire shows on email
1: and uh, at some point this was a geology podcast
0: <laughs> oh when was that it was last week it's fine 2 weeks ago 2 weeks ago
1: <laughs> right we didn't have a christmas show uh uh-huh. yeah because we were both traveling a lot
0: yes yes exactly
1: uh. so uh, my my third one uh well we've already covered my fourth so the fourth one that we've gone through here is what I wrote was brew some beer. (laughs) But what the core of that is, is have a hobby or hobbies. And this also ties in with getting outdoors that are not directly related to what I do for a living.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: Uh, I mean, I, I enjoy writing code and yes, that's a hobby of mine outside of work. But at some point I need, you know, I need to peel myself away from, from doing that for a little bit and do something else mm-hmm. and let my brain switch gears.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a geologist, so it's hard for me to uh, do that since outside is my work. But, yeah, I agree. You do need that. <laughs> tons so of I've been hobbies. playing
1: with the idea of, like, getting back into, you know, I've got a ham radio license and I used to be pretty, pretty active in that. Uh, haven't done anything in that since I moved uh, to Pennsylvania to start grad school. So I haven't been an active ham operator since 2012. Wow. Uh, and I just went over and visited a friend who is and was showing me some some of the new digital modes that are kind of ham radio for introverts. You know, you're yeah. not on there talking. Mm-hmm. It's you're it's a computer based mode, but you're doing a lot of thinky parts about how the atmosphere is changing and how it's going to change your signal propagation. And that's, cool. Uh, you know, I think that would be really interesting. Uh, and then, yeah, something totally unrelated. Like, I- I'm going to try doing some home brewing and see how that goes.
0: Can't wait for that.
1: <laughs> but you know, that one I said, have a hobby that's not, not directly work. Uh, I mean, I've already picked a brewery name, so I'm not sure how long that one's not going to be work. <laughs>
0: uh if you're passionate about it you won't work a day in your life no that's such a lie
1: (laughs) (laughs) means Uh, you work every day and be happy
0: exactly mostly happy (laughs) yeah that's great um yeah i have lots of hobbies but i definitely need to minimalize some of those hobbies (laughs) that's for sure okay um and i think we sort of already talked about this just I'm real obsessed with this minimalist whole thing, and it's hard for me because I have a lot of stuff. But I feel like if I got rid of some stuff, I'd feel a lot better. And so this is sort of my big personal one is to, just like you said, just sort of go through the house, get rid of stuff I don't need, get rid of all the extra stuff, maybe even downsize some of my hobbies because I do have a bunch of hobbies. And, uh, yeah, I think I need to meditate.
1: Okay, that's I'm really curious to see where this takes you.
0: <laughs> I'm very bad at... Well, okay, so my husband and my kid would tell me I'm very bad at not talking. <laughs> I talk a lot. I talk for a living. I talk for fun. <laughs> so I think I need to shut up both my mouth and my mind. And I think meditation would be something really good for me because I don't sit still very well i very much have all of the fidget toys i have a hair tie in my hand right now because i can't just sit still and so because a
1: few weeks ago you had a pen and i yelled at you for making me do a lot of editing
0: yes (laughs) (laughs) exactly i put all the pencils away because i figured out if i doodle it's real loud too so yeah (laughs) yeah so i get in trouble for that so i've got this hair tie now (laughs) i had to click the pen once to write down um yeah write down some notes about the inbox <laughs> but uh yeah so that's something i'm gonna try for real like i've read a bunch of books about it because that's the kind of nerd that i am but i've never done it and i'm gonna do it so I'll all right you now yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's this year
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> well i think the the last one which will be a fast one uh to discuss on here. Cause I don't think it's something that is deeply interesting to a lot of people or widely
0: <laughs> relatable, um,
1: but is to really grow the company a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think we've touched on that in almost every one of yours, right. Except for your beer brewing.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, you know, doing more things with more customers, uh, trying to diversify the customers that I've got so that if research funding takes a hit or industry funding takes a hit or manufacturing funding takes a hit, we're not just sunk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, we bought a lot of equipment this year Mm -hmm. and trying to decide how we're going to keep that equipment busy and, You know, we bought it because it was justified for the jobs that we're doing. But what other things can we do to maximize its use? Uh, What other equipment should we get? What things should we outsource? And how can we grow in terms of number of employees? Yeah. Uh, Which becoming an employer is a terrifying thought.
0: Oh, on so many levels. Number one, having people not do stuff exactly like you want.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. I mean, I already do have with with our intern, but that's you know a ten hour a week right yeah. kind of position. Uh, when it's somebody's forty hour a week vocation, and you are directly responsible for helping them have food on the table and a roof over their head, that's scary. Yeah,
0: it's one thing for you to have to eat it ramen noodles all the time, but <laughs> to make someone else eat meat eat ramen all the time, right. <laughs> It sounds delicious. I'll probably have that when we're done.
1: <laughs> and and I will plug on here. Uh well so we made tonight I uh, several nights ago, I woke up and I said to my wife, I had the idea for the best food ever. Oh no. Uh, Cuz for one of our family gatherings they were doing soups and I'm not a soup person. Oh, me
0: neither. Mm.
1: Uh, it's watery food. And mm. Gross.
0: Plus it makes your chicken tenders all soggy.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I, I said, what about chicken noodle soup, but instead of broth, cheese, and with buffalo sauce, <laughs> to which my wife said, you mean buffalo, chicken, mac, and cheese? Exactly. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've had that. It's pretty good.
1: <laughs> uh, so it sounded really good, because I've definitely had that at restaurants, so that's that's what I made tonight.
0: Oh, man, Nice. <laughs> Yeah, for those of you that don't know, John subsists wholly on chicken tenders.
1: <laughs> and hamburgers.
0: Oh, they're not dinosaur-shaped, though, I'll give you that.
1: <laughs> not anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, not that I've seen, anyway. <laughs> right. Um, that was a segue to the fun paper, but that's okay. You missed it. It wasn't that good. <laughs> uh,
1: But uh, anyway, yeah, so that's the the moral of the story, I guess. It's just it's going to be a year of a lot of change again. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited to see how it goes, what all happens. Uh,
0: Yep. (laughs) Yep. Well, I think. And I I
1: will plug on here. You know, I have never plugged this before, but uh, I do do a roughly weekly. Probably it's between weekly and biweekly. I'll put it that way a video on a YouTube channel for the business. That's just what's going on right now. So if you actually want to see some of the things that I'm doing and, you know, I say, Oh, we, we bought this piece of equipment. You say, well, I don't know what that is. Uh, you can go on there and see it. And I show them, we get stuff in. I show trying stuff. It's completely unedited because I don't have time for that.
0: <laughs> awesome. Uh, so I
1: just turn the, turn the camera on and start, talking and showing stuff. I'm They're sh- generally about five to 10 minutes.
0: I'm shocked. You can let that go, that you can just do that.
1: Well, I mean, it doesn't have a massive following of course, and I don't ever expect it will, but I know there are a lot of people that have not been local to see what I'm doing So, Hey, I'd really enjoy seeing what you're doing. And this That's is a cool. way to let that happen. That's awesome. And it lets customers see too. Like, yeah, we're, we're real people doing real things in a real building. You know, then we can we can help you accomplish your goal, but we also need to remind you that, you know, machinist isn't spell magician. Har-har. And <laughs> we're we're limited by real physical things just like everyone else. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, true. So yeah, I think it's been fun. And also occasionally I'll put something up there of like, oh well, this is how we calibrate uh, calibrate tilt meters or this week I was having an exchange with someone that's in antarctica in the deep field so their only communication is not very good text messaging through sat (laughs) phone and they were having an issue with an instrument and uh i was kind of grumbling about well you know i I ended up staying up late sending dozens of unix commands (laughs) saying okay you know open a terminal and type these 20 things in and uh you know lindy reminded me she goes well you've got to remember most people don't ever text antarctica <laughs> like, this is kind of a cool thing and you should probably share it with people because they oh, think it's cool
0: that's so true that is absolutely true
1: whereas to us it's like oh yeah another another yeah. text message from them they still haven't got it working yet
0: yeah exactly <laughs> that's hilarious we forget that sometimes that is for sure
1: so it's, it's a way to let some of that stuff get seen, too. Yeah, that's the, cool. How research really happens and yes. mm-hmm. all the cool things that go on.
0: Overly honest methods. Exactly. <laughs> Beautiful.
1: Well, speaking of overly honest methods, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I think we can find a few of those in this week's Fun Paper Friday. Yay! So this was sent in by listener Xavier. It's called. Why do animals have pupils of different shapes?
0: I've always wondered this because I'm real obsessed with goats, <laughs> and so this of is course. real interesting. Yeah, of course. <laughs> As one is John, <laughs> and they've got those. When your
1: handle is caffeinated mountain goat. <laughs>
0: exactly. And it's like they've got those real creepy eyeballs that are like little minus signs. It's freakish.
1: Also known as a horizontal pupil.
0: Look <laughs> I was trying to convey the fact that they aren't slits that they're, that they're like rectangles, which I could have said, but decided to give a visual <laughs> <laughs> And
1: so yeah, the, the premise of this paper is well some animals have vertically oriented pupils, some have horizontally oriented pupils, and some have circular circularish or semicircular pupils uh Uh,
0: yeah why Mm -hmm. i thought it was really this paper started off with like the reasons why we thought this had happened before i forgot to check the dates on when these are one of them i thought was really interesting um because they said that if you had a vertically oriented pupil you could see better horizontally essentially or horizontally would see better vertically which just reminded me of radar polarization and i thought that was funny (laughs)
1: Yeah, and... They said it's this not This paper true. also... Uh, oh, go ahead.
0: Well, they said it's not true, but still. That was one of the things well, they you, used to think.
1: Yeah, so this was... This is a very marginally passive-aggressive yeah. sentence that I really enjoyed in this paper. So, okay, you know, so-and-so and colleagues and so-and-so and colleagues discuss this. So-and-so and colleagues discuss this, period. This claim is unfortunately false, period. <laughs>
0: He later goes on to say, oh, but you could prove it right, but they haven't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I thought that was a very uh, succinct (laughs) way to say that. This claim is unfortunately after directly calling out a few papers. So it sounds like there's some friendly uh, or semi-friendly competition Uh, in this research area. That's pretty
0: funny. Uh, Which, I mean, it makes sense. Um, This is super cool. They start... Off, I mean, figure one says it all, really. I didn't understand why I had to keep reading after that. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's really well done.
1: (laughs) This figure is almost the perfect figure. I
0: knew you were going to love it. I knew it. Well, I wondered if you would, actually. It's pretty cool, though. Um, So the animals that have this, which I didn't even think about the difference between this. So if you say vertical slit... I always think poisonous snakes and cats, because, yeah, <laughs> which isn't true. Not all poisonous snakes have vertical slit eyeballs. That's a misnomer that you should not follow, kids. Um, but that's what they're talking about, like domestic house cats. But big cats have what they call the subcircular, where it's not totally a vertical slit. It's this weird hybrid between like people eyes, which are circular pupils, and vertical cat slit eyes. And then you've got right. the creepy goat eyeballs. <laughs> the minus sign goat and, eyeballs. <laughs> right.
1: And so this, this graph on the x-axis is foraging mode, whether it's herbivorous, active, or ambush. Mm-hmm. And then on the y-axis is the pupil shape, so horizontal, circular, subcircular, or vertical. Yeah. The only things that I would have done to make this figure the perfect figure... <laughs> would be to not have part a and b just to replace (laughs) the labels in part b with the pictures in part a yeah yeah uh and maybe a slightly more color contrast if you print it in black and white which is what i did i'm actually holding a dead tree carcass copy of this paper (laughs) oh wow (laughs) um the the polyphasic and nocturnal the shapes are radically uh-huh. different but the colors aren't that colors much when aren't. you print it uh
0: yep yeah, that's what i thought too i was like oh blue and red you could have done something else with that uh-huh. yeah but this is other than that
1: amazing. it's almost the perfect figure though yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and the data is so cool and so active predator active predation and ambush predation versus herbivorous guys and it's Vertical slits are ambush predators, and horizontal slits are herbivorous prey. Like, that is a great, a great, you know, breakdown there.
1: And circular are somewhere between herbivorous and active, and subcircular are somewhere between active and ambush. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, The
1: clumping of this data almost looks made up.
0: It does, and and they say that, too. They're like, uh, very strongly... (laughs) Yeah, mm-hmm. this is awesome. well, And they
1: wondered if it was heavily influenced by snakes, so they threw all the snakes out, mm-hmm. and it still looks like this, which is incredible.
0: Yeah, that is, because the snake thing, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: but I think this is really showing that, you know, you, you give evolutionary pressure enough time, and it does a, a pretty good clustering and mm-hmm. where it needs to.
0: yeah. Um, What I thought was really also, like, it seems like that's all you need to say, because it's so, the statistics on that are so strong, but they go on and on, and they have some super cool, I haven't watched the movie about it, I know you didn't either yet, but um, I'm guessing it's going to be good, because, you know, figure two, it, they show, like, what the actual, they, they use, like, a vertically you know, slit a horizontal or a vertically slit uh, camera lens. So you can see like what that actually means. Like what does a vertically slit pupil see? Like how is it differentiating? Because it differentiates, um, you know, distance essentially. And obviously it does better in the vertical than the horizontal in differentiating things. Which I guess makes sense if you're an ambush predator. You want to see something walking around?
1: Well, and you want to be able to see a vertical swath more than a horizontal swath because you're trying to judge distance to go jump on the thing. Mm -hmm. And so you need that vertical resolution. Whereas the horizontal resolution would help you find the thing better, but you would have a lot less information to pull your depth data from.
0: Right. And so if you want to find the thing better, then that means you're probably prey because you want to be able to see something coming at you. You don't give it. Crap! How far away or close it is, you just want to run once you see it,
1: and you want to be able to scan for the best path of escape.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you kind of have semi-panoramic vision.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, the differences in the cats. This was cool too between the the ones that are subcircular versus the ones that are vertical. So big cats are subcircular, and then little cats are vertically slit. And they say because they're closer to the ground. So the ones that are closer to the ground hunting need the more vertical, whereas the subcircular are for the bigger cats, make more sense.
1: And I never thought about this, but so if you've got a circular pupil like we do, Mm -hmm. uh, you've got a ring of muscle that contracts to change the size. If you've got a vertical pupil, you have a ring of muscle, but you also have two additional muscles on the side that are sort of like a shutter. Mm -hmm. That means that they have a 50, times larger range of aperture sizes
0: I will say I got jealous when I read that
1: <laughs> yeah so they can really open it up to take in all the photons at night and during the day mm-hmm. they can really constrict it so they don't get glint and glimmer because you know you're you're not gonna see a cat with sunglasses
0: <laughs> my cool cat has sunglasses no it doesn't <laughs> And
1: I really wonder I don't know how fine they can make that slit in bright sunlight.
0: I mean, it's But I mean
1: there's there's got to be some polarization things going on here too.
0: Yeah, it's really I know you hate cats, so uh it's real tiny though. <laughs> I mean, it's like a pencil width or less is what it actually looks like. So
1: and yeah, I just can't help but think that that's got to cut down on like glare and reflections.
0: Yeah. Which, I mean, but cats also don't hunt in the middle of the day. So that's right. probably why.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, but, no, this was a really, you know, they also said that uh, with a lot of animals the, that have the horizontal slits, they stay semi-level, the slits do, mm-hmm. as the animal moves its head. So some like sheep have a massive amount of eyeball rotation compared to us.
0: Yeah, like 50 degrees or something. Yeah, that's creepy.
1: (laughs) And one of the authors said in an interview I read with them about this, uh, that (laughs) they spent a whole day sitting at the zoo just watching animals (laughs) eyes as they move their heads up and down before they would really believe this.
0: Uh, uh, uh. Oh, that's great. Yeah, 50 degrees. That's unbelievable. And they talk about too um why nobody has diagonal slits which was sort of interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a really bad compromise. Right.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like no point in it, I guess. Um
1: like if you're going to do that, you should have circular because it works way better.
0: Mhm. Yeah, it's um it says they're moving on. This was terrestrial species, but they're moving on to aquatic aerial and arboreal life because it's totally different within those populations too, which is very odd.
1: (laughs) It is. Uh So, I mean, we'll, we're definitely going to be keeping an eye on this field of research. Seeing. uh, (laughs) Uh, 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 We'll be seeing what else they come out with.
0: Oh no, I can't even say anything else. (laughs) I will say though, (laughs) that I have an ad blocker that's just puts in pictures of cats. And so I got real confused reading the, You know, (laughs) this sort of, you know, citizen science synopsis. I'm like, is this cat part of the figure or not? (laughs) Turns out one of them was. One of them wasn't. (laughs) Oh, my. Yeah. Anyway.
1: (laughs) Well, if you have data to contribute on the pupil shape of your favorite animal— Shannon, how can folks get a hold of us?
0: Show at don'tpanicgeocast.com. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Shannon Doolin. John is at geo underscore Lehman. Together we are at don't panic geo. And also you can hang out with us on the Slack channel. We're part of the software underground on the don't panic channel. And as always, thank you to our Patreon supporters. And if you would like to support us on Patreon, you may do so patreon.com slash don't geo.